The biggest sports stories of the week. So when I get my hair cut, they wax my ears, they wax my nose, okay, and they wax my eyebrows every time I get my hair cut. Okay. I literally have one eyebrow, and I've had people trip over my nose hairs. Okay. It's embarrassing yeah. when someone trips over your nose hair. Yeah, that's that's not, cool. not cool. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. Then he, he said, I don't want to be a bum. He doesn't want to be playing and not be good anymore. And I I think that is a legitimate concern for him, and I think this year... Rod. For the MVP yeah. of the NFL again this yeah, year? Right. Is he really no, 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 no. I think Aaron Rodgers should be in the uh, conversation as well for executive of the year. <laughs> Plus some fun with pop culture. Now, that might be a... is the round, the quarterfinals. That's the metal no, round. No, Wait, can we, do we get Matt, get, call Matt Hamilton right now because we got to find out. <laughs> this is Sunday Karma. Well, all I can tell you is I picked way better than you throughout this, Ben. So you got lucky that I have a life and I couldn't get my picks in a few times because I clearly picked way better than you. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. The whole, uh, you know, Harper is the co-host. She hasn't been here in a year. She doesn't deserve that uh, love. She should get bumped. Here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. Couldn't be happier to be here today. What a wonderful, wonderful day to be back in studio, enjoying fall in Wisconsin. And what a good week this was. I know you may not feel like it right now because you had that long drive back from Iowa after a loss. What a great week we had. Incredible week. Think about it. Elections are over. That's a win for everybody. Some people won, some people lost on both teams. That's cool. You know, so we can go from being two Wisconsins back to one Wisconsin now that the elections are done. You got the Bucks with the best record in the entire NBA. You got the David Stearns not going to the Astros, which would have felt like a yucky thing for Brewers fans. You got the Badgers not winning yesterday, so we don't have to see them lose by 60 to Ohio State and win the the Big Ten West. I mean, and then today, it's kind of old school. Packers 325 versus the Cowboys. And right now, the analytics say they're 5 to 8% to make the playoffs. But after watching that game against the Lions last week on the road, where Aaron, you know, there's just... Garbage interceptions, which, you know, Aaron does that once every, like, five years. I'm telling you, Packers win today. I think they might be a playoff team. I know they haven't won in, like, 18 months, but I think everything is kind of trending in the right direction. Not for the Packers, because nothing good has happened, but for the state of Wisconsin. And I believe the only game that's left on the Packers' schedule— that is a loss. Now, I'm not saying all other games are a win, but the only game that's a loss is at the Eagles. Everything else the rest of the way is absolutely winnable, given what I saw last week. And, and I know everyone's getting hurt. I know Aaron's throwing bad picks. I know before we came on, they were just saying that the prediction is Aaron Rodgers gets benched for Jordan Love before the season's over uh, to see what Jordan Love's about. But I'm telling you, Today, today is the day, man. 
if the Packers beat the Cowboys at home today, which is absolutely possible, we know that, it's on. I'm telling you, this season is not over if the Packers win today. That's uh, more confidence than I have. I decided that I am no longer touching anything when it comes to the Packers and cover five. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking I'm, them in cover five. I'm not, well, I'm I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm crazy. I'm, I'm just optimistic it. about what's possible. But and, and this is based off what? Because you gave all these, you know, you said, oh, you know, if they win today. What makes you think they have a chance to win today? And even if they win today, their schedule, they still have competitive teams. I'm Minnesota competitive better teams, But there's nobody besides at the Eagles. What game are you afraid of? I'm afraid of everyone. We right, lo- exactly. we lost I'm afraid to of the, the Lions. I'm afraid of the Packers, right? It's it's about the Packers, right? If Aaron Rodgers is going to miss David Bakhtiari that open and underthrow that ball and throw an interception in the end zone, if Aaron's going to throw it off a helmet and, you know, throw another interception, like that could happen against anybody. Like that's the the Packers were like they were so in position to win that game. Like 18 times, and I mean, things that happened, again, between the injuries and the turnovers, those won't happen, and that was winning a division game on the road. So I legitimately believe that, you know, the Packers can win today, and if they do win today, they are then a legitimate threat to make the playoffs. That's what I'm saying when I look at the schedule the rest of the way. I mean, you look at the NFC right now, you look at the NFC, and you'd think, okay, with everything that's gone on with the Packers, they are so far out of the playoffs, it's over, right? Like, it's totally, totally over. But you actually look up, and you're like, okay, wait. There's four divisions. There's three wild cards. Four and four is in the playoffs right now. Four and four makes the playoffs. So Packers win this week. They're four and six. I mean, they're they're... They're not that far out. I mean, again, a, a win at home today is a big if against the Dallas Cowboys. I understand that. But I'm saying with a win today, I think the Packers are right there in the playoff mix. And I, I haven't looked at what the playoff percentages are because right now they're only between 5 and 8% if you look at the different uh, analytics for to make the playoffs, which makes sense, right? You're sitting at 3 and 6. But I... I I, I absolutely see scenarios where they win today, and if they win today, I'm telling you it's on. I'm telling you it's on where they're going to make this thing interesting because the schedule is favorable enough that the Eagles is the only guaranteed loss the rest of the way. The Packers may not be favored in a single game except for the Lions game for the rest of the games, and I'm talking about including December 4th at Lambeau, uh, excuse me, December 4th in now. Chicago with the Bears. They may not be the favorite in Chicago against the Bears on December 4th based off Packers our are already favored right now at home against the Titans by one point. Oh, okay. Thursday night football next well, week. I, well, we'll, we'll see. Now, we'll see. If the now things could change. Yeah, yeah, You're absolutely right. Things can change, and the Titans' defense look really good against the Chiefs on whatever Sunday night football I think that was last week. They looked really good, the Titans D. They they were doing they're they're doing pretty good against Patrick Mahomes. He is Patrick Mahomes, which Aaron yeah. Rodgers is not Patrick no, I know, Mahomes but anymore. That's what I'm saying. I, the Titans defense really impressed me. So I, I, I understand that. But the Packers are favored next week at home against the Titans. So we could be sitting here five days from now, right? That's what we're talking about here. We could be sitting here five days from now at five and six. Or we I guess we could be sitting here at three and nine. So if we're sitting here at three and nine, Kyle, 
and Aaron Rodgers is healthy, do you think there is a chance that there is talks of like, hey, we might as well see what Jordan Love is. We're three and nine. Absolutely not, because this season, the way that you look at this season, you don't look at this as this team is not good. They have no chance next year. This team just did not gel. Defensively, they have some pieces. It comes down to the fact that offensively, we do not have the weapons. We have not had the continuity on the offensive line where you feel like if we run it back next year and we add some more weapons on offense, this team can be a contender. You think Aaron's going to run it back next year? Oh, absolutely. Aaron's not going out like this. Aaron ain't going. He has too much pride to go out like this. And we're saying going out like this, right? We said it five days from now. Or is that four days? Well, I guess four days from now at night, right? On Thursday night, we could be sitting here on Thursday night and the Packers could be five and six. And they could either be, at that point, a half game out of the postseason or they actually, with tiebreakers, because remember, this Cowboys game is an NFC win, they could actually be sitting here four days from now actually being in the postseason at five and six. I mean, that's that's how fast things can change. I, so wait, I can't believe the Packers even have four wins this year. No, they, no, they have three. three wins. Three, three wins three. this year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm like, but the <laughs> fact that we can even have four wins, it just seems so terrible. The last five games have just been awful and probably the worst stretches of Packers fans that I had to deal with. And I, in his first season as a quarterback, went four and 12. That was rough, but this is even more rough. I'm saying, and it's crazy to say, with the Atlanta Falcons losing, so they didn't go to five and five, which would have been in first place. So they're at four and six in the wild card. Washington's at four and five ahead of them in the wild card. The Rams are ahead of them at three and five. And then, uh, you know, and then right now, those are the only teams outside of the postseason that are ahead of them. Now they'd have to catch the 49ers who are four and four. But I'm saying as a as a Wisconsin sports fan, you see what the Bucks are doing right now without Chris Middleton. You uh you you see the Badgers. And what was your take? So you went out to Iowa. What was that like? I've never been to that's Kinnick Stadium. Kinnick right? Stadium, I've yeah. Met, all the stadiums. I've been to almost every Big Ten stadium, and it's so easy. I mean, what did it take you from Milwaukee? About three and a half? It, it took or going more? there about four, coming back about 340, 345. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, I was expecting a little bit bigger of a stadium. I didn't realize how big Camp Randall was in comparison to some of these other stadiums. But, yeah, it was it was a nice atmosphere. The fans are right there. Uh, players don't have much room without them on their back. So it was it was cool. And they, they were in the seats by kickoff, which is something different because you don't see that. Really? Oh yeah, I got I got in like right as kickoff was happening, and it was packed out. It was full. And let me tell you, there's a different type of passion. Like I feel like our fans go to the game, not entitled, but like we're going to the game enjoying it. Those fans are diehard. I when they scored, when they got that pick six, yeah. they were slapping hands, yeah, in your face. I'm like, wow, this is this is a little intense. I'm yeah, not used to I this. I agree. I think the Camp Randall crowd is a is not a great crowd anymore. It hasn't been for a while because I think the standards have been raised so much that like a typical game, I you know, if they're playing a night game against a big time team, they're getting into it, but a daytime game, crowd gets in late, you you know, kind of think you should win, you know, it, it's it doesn't have like it's not a top 6 Big Ten crowd anymore. I would say the the Badger crowd. What what I think I got a taste of was this. I got a taste of this being the team in the state. See, here in Wisconsin, when you go to a Badger game, you have so many other options, whether you want to see a Bucks game, you want to see a Packers game, you want to see a Brewers game, you want to go see Marquette potentially play. You have so many other options, but Iowa is the team in that state that everybody comes around they believe in Iowa football. So that's where I think it might be a little bit different. Where but that I think their from. standards are just lower, right? Like the Badgers have gotten to where the standards are higher. So like where the Badgers are right now, 
Like people are like, oh yeah, well that's kind of like what happened last year, right? We started bad, we got it together. All of a sudden we had a chance to win the division, but even if we won the division, what does that even mean, right? We'll get smoked by Ohio State instead of like, oh my God, we could win a Big Ten Western Division championship, right? Like that's, that. I mean, I think half the fans would rather not win it than like win it, right? So I just think the Badger fans are at a place where they want to compete for a national championship and for a postseason bid and anything else is just like a frustration. And I think that you feel when you're at the games. I mean, I've not been to a game this year, so I'm just going by what I see on TV. Last year I was at the Michigan game and you just felt it from the opening kickoff, right? Like the, the crowd expects to win. But as I said, so much positive going on. Milwaukee Bucks without Chris Middleton, without Joe Ingles, without Pat Connaughton. This week, at times, without Giannis and Drew Holiday uh, winning a game on the road at OKC with that lineup losing against San Antonio. But the best record in the NBA. Um, And a lot to talk about with the Green Bay Packers. We will do that when we continue. Because we will talk about what happens today, where we think Aaron Rodgers is and what this next five days means to the future of the Green Bay Packers as we continue. Jason Wilde also joining us in less than 20. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. I just looked at my wrist, I got time today. F*** it, I'm crossing the line today. The hate be so real, the love be fake. Be bumping they gums and bumping my tape. Don't go against me, they ask for my help. Go get out your feelings and get it yourself. Might got the same shoes, but you ain't gonna step. Nope. That that you just put out, you could have kept. Yup, she got a n***, he got a shirt. Why? You can't Sunday Carmel with Craig Carmel on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Speak on my life without knowing the real. Eight figures a year, what it cost me to live. Don't hold it, just say what you feel, but watch your mouth before I flash your b***. So, by the way, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with the game in Germany this morning as we're a little over halfway through the third quarter. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers looked really good in the first half, getting out to a 14-0 lead. Julio Jones, the first ever German touchdown in the history of the NFL, on a pass from Brady, Leonard Fournette gets in for a one-yard touchdown. And then the the, the uh, Seahawks uh, start the second half with a field goal. And then on a pass to Tom Brady, uh, uh, yes, looking deep, has a man. It's Tom Brady open. Oh, wait, maybe it's not the 40... Nine-year-old Tom Brady open. It's actually an interception thrown by Leonard Fournette. Intercepted and then Tom Brady with a 10-yard tripping penalty. Not good for my fantasy team. I mean, you never think Leonard Fournette's going to throw a pick. I mean, come on. That's unfair. Do I really need that on my fantasy stats? You know, Leonard Fournette throwing an interception. He's been bad enough this year. I really need him losing two points for me on an interception for uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, but the Seahawks with the ball back, 14-3. to They trail the Buccaneers, six and a half to go, third quarter. 
Geno Smith and the Seahawks offense just starting to maybe get going here in the second half, but they have not run the ball at all. Walker has been shut down by the Buccaneers rushing uh, defense to this point. All right. So Kyle, I mentioned that, you know, the idea that Aaron Rodgers is going to play the way he did last week to me is not plausible. It's not feasible. It doesn't happen. I mean, you think about Aaron Rodgers throwing two red zone interceptions. I mean, that I mean, that's a season worth of red zone interceptions for him. Like that's not something we can expect. He had 3 of his 7 interceptions for the whole season last week. That that is such an outlier and they still I mean, they were still right there with a chance to win the game. Now, the thing that's that I, I think is a fair point. If you were watching that Buccaneers Rams game, the Rams were the Lions and the Buccaneers were the Packers. And Tom Brady had had not a great game. He had thrown a lot of passes, over 50 passes, had not thrown a touchdown, and ended up driving them on that last drive to win. Now, what I will still say is with all the injuries last week, Aaron, it's not comparable and it's not fair to compare the weapons that Brady had on that last drive to the to the weapons that Aaron Rodgers has had and that he had on his last drive. You know, Brady had those kinds of weapons against the Packers. You know, when everybody was out, but they were a little bit uh, a little bit uh, at more of a full strength than uh, than Aaron Rodgers was. So I look at today's game. The football power index has a 34% chance of the Packers winning, which that's kind of sad, right? At home against the Cowboys, who are okay, right? But the idea that there is a 34% chance of winning at home, that's kind of sad. Uh, you know, here's the thing. This football power index, I don't I don't care what that says. I know what my eyes say. So the Kyle Wall's eyes say the Packers ain't got much of a chance today, but I'm going to be hopeful. I got to. Now, when you say they don't have much of a chance, is that because you think the Cowboys are are what? The Cowboys are a more talented football team. The Cowboys are a more cohesive bunch of players coming together and being a unit and playing against the Green Bay Packers. The Cowboys have better weapons on offense as well. They have running backs that are doing decent. They have a quarterback that's playing better. They are just an overall better football team. I can't go in here thinking that just because they're the Green Bay Packers and we have Aaron Rodgers that we have a chance in every game because you know what? That has not been the case. I've been delusional this entire season, Craig, and I'm done with being delusional. Lost 27. By the way, you could almost start with that Patriots game because you were playing against a third-string quarterback. Aaron threw a pick six, and you had to go to overtime. No, no. You can start with the Tampa Bay game. I agree. Actually, the Packers came out in that game really strong. Now, the only thing I'll say is that may have been like, hey, we're going to get conservative because we don't think the Buccaneers can do anything because they have all these injuries. But I, So I'm not going to kill them on that game. But I will say the Patriots game was a bad game. Aaron found a way to pull that one out. But then at Giants, I mean, at halftime, there's no way they should lose that game in London. Jets game, they just get rolled. Washington, terrible. Buffalo play well and lose by double digits. Play really well for them and lose by double digits. And then Detroit, where Aaron throws three interceptions. Three interceptions for Aaron. I mean... Did he take any accountability after the game? 
Yes. He, I mean, he did. Did he say, I played terrible. This falls on me. Because he because he likes to throw other people under the bus. But I didn't. I don't know if I heard Aaron say, hey, listen, that's that's on me. I saw him get frustrated with other things. I saw him yell at Mike uh, Matt LaFleur. I just want to see Aaron say, that was on me. Like, that. that's my fault. It seemed like on the first interception when it bounced off somebody's helmet, he was mad about something else. Yeah. Well, I, it's interesting. I was watching in different NFL games, and you wonder how much is the producer deciding what to show. Like, I'm watching what percentage of times do they show the quarterback after they have the interception as opposed to showing uh, the other people, you know, uh, when it's, you know, whoever the team is that picked off the pass. And I feel like with Aaron, they definitely tend to keep the camera on him for a while, you know, to catch him, which I, I, we got to talk to Jason. I mean, Jason Wilde is going to be in here next, and Jason will tell us at what level – Aaron took accountability through the week and also at what level Jason got to talk to him about this because Jason, uh, it seems has been having a little bit deeper conversations with Aaron Rodgers. We're going to do that next with Jason, by the way, Seattle into the red zone. So, uh, an offense that was absolutely stifled the entire first half, uh, now into the red zone. Still Seattle has had trouble getting uh, the running game going, but they have found their way into the red zone. Buccaneers 14, Seattle 3. This is off a Leonard Fournette interception. Uh, the uh, Seahawks have a chance to uh, make this one interesting. NFL's first ever game in Germany. We'll keep you updated on what's going there. And we will have Jason Wilde, who will join us when we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. She's all right. The girls are right with me. Yeah. Hey, girl. I can lick it. I can ride it. While you Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. From the 3rd Street Market Hall, where I see Browns fans, all sorts of uh, fans coming in, getting their food. I saw the wing place open. You, you hit that yet? It opened on Saturday. I haven't hit it yet, Craig, but I, I walked past it and I said, oh, this is going to be tempting. I can't. I'm going to end up getting it. Everybody says it's delicious. After the show, should we hit some wings? <sighs> I, sh- I shouldn't, but I-, I may do it. I'm down. I'm down. The Packers don't play till later. I'm down. Grab a few wings yeah. and then maybe a Palermo's pizza for dinner. Absolutely. Right after the Packers victory. I think that's a day. I think that is absolutely a day. Uh, and uh, we will start off this segment with a guy who will. Uh, he'll answer all the questions that need to be asked. It is Jason Wildey brought to us by Boucher Automotive. Good morning, Jason. Well, I'll certainly try, Craig. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Jason. I, I said, like, I love this week. It just feels, everything feels better. The election's over, and we go from, and, like, some people won, and some people lost from both teams. So, like, everyone's happy. Everyone's mad. But, like, we can go back to being one Wisconsin. It's good. You know, they, you beat Mike McCarthy today, and all of a sudden, you know, the only guaranteed loss on the schedule is at Philly. And, all you know, you Five days from now, you could be five and six. Five days from now, you could be three and eight. I mean, everything happens now, and it's it's just it, it. Life feels good right now to me, Jason. Agree or disagree? 
Wow. I, I love your positivity. Um, With Mike McCarthy in town, you got to be positive. Indeed. Nice. Um, yeah, I was talking to somebody this week um, about this and their theory, and this is someone who we both know and whose opinion we generally value. Um, and they said that they firmly believe, and it's not just uh, blowing sunshine, that this team can still make the playoffs. And basically what they need to do is win one of these two games in five days, whether it's beating Mike McCarthy today or beating the Titans uh, on Thursday, because the last five games that they can run the table. Now, whether or not Aaron Rodgers has the confidence to say, run the table publicly, I'm not sure. But I think if you look at those last five games after Philly, uh, those are all, despite how poorly they've played at times, definitely winnable. And so it'll be interesting to see if they can get that first win today. Uh, I have said from the very beginning, and I will come on this and all of our other programs and say that I was wrong, but I really believed that they were going to have trouble winning the division. They were going to be struggling throughout the first half of the season, which they have. And I thought that they would get to that bye week with four games left, having figured things out and that they would win out and make the playoffs, whether that was winning the division, which doesn't look likely or as a wild card. We'll see if I'm right. I don't like my chances all that much right now, but I think it's still very much possible. A Geno Smith sack fumble turnover gives the Buccaneers the ball back up 14-3, a minute 50 to go in the third. So before we move on to this week, Kyle has some unfinished business on last week. How did you feel this week that Aaron took accountability given the two red zone end zone interceptions were just awful and three interceptions overall? We know there were a lot of injuries and all that. How do you rate Aaron on a, on a one to 10 this week of how much accountability he took? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I'm always going to want him to take more, I think. Right. Um, I thought, I thought it was really interesting that the bills lost and Josh Allen's quote was, it's really hard to win when your quarterback plays like blank. And yep. Rogers used, uh, a variation of the same word, and I I found myself wondering if someone had told him before he did his press conference, hey, just so you know, you know maybe Tom Fanning, uh, this is what Josh Allen said, quote. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Weren't, I mean, those games were at the same time, right? No, that game finished, and that quote was out there well before Aaron Rodgers got to the podium in Detroit. So, But you're saying even though they were both noon games... Correct. Th- that you yeah. think they could have that quickly? Uh, yes. And Aaron yes. is that approachable and has that good of a relationship with, you know, his with media Tommy people? Does. Sure. Yeah. With Interesting. Does, for sure. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, whether or not that's true, I did just find it curious that he chose the same word. But he, if he did, and that's a big if, he ha- he had to put his own spit on it, right? Like. Uh, that he described a couple of his throws with that word, and he wouldn't necessarily say that he played like that word. So I, I don't know. Like I don't. I think we probably, and I especially, have to accept him for who he is. Which you know, he's he's generally someone who tells the truth, and he's not going to take blame for things he doesn't think are his fault, 
even if it's for appearances. So I, I know, but I, uh, I have to, I, you know, I hate bringing up politics, but I saw an interview leading into the election with a politician who said, you know, Hey, if, if we win, it's all because of me. If we lose, uh, it's not my fault, but I know it'll go the other way uh, in terms of what people will blame me and all that. And I hope we're not in Aaron Rodgers territory where, where we feel that way. And I'm sure for him, five straight losses is just so foreign, right? Like it's like, you know, what's he going to say after each one when this is just an experience that he's never gone through. So I understand why it's, uh, it's gotta be like, you know, tough to try to think of what to say each week when, when you have another one of these. So last, uh, after the bills game, we were talking about how all these good things that we could find from the uh, loss coming off the lions game, were you feeling that way at all? Were you like, oh, okay, if Aaron doesn't throw three picks, the Packers are in good shape considering how many guys got hurt and all that? Or or were, was it the first time where you were like, wow, I mean, this was the Lions and Aaron Rodgers was their leading rusher. Like, this team's got issues. Like, where where, do you, where did you feel coming off of that game? Yeah, and, and let me quickly go back to something you said because I, I asked Rodgers last week before the Lions game about how Favre was in 2005. Um, and I, I asked him if what he has to do to make sure that he is not in the same kind of frame of mind that Brett was like, Brett was exactly what you just described is exactly what Brett Favre was like in 2005. He just seemed completely and utterly lost. Um, it was, it was really to me very surprising and yet totally understandable because he had never lost at that rate. They were four and 12. I think of their 12 losses, 10 of them were by one score um, he was yelling at guys on the field, which he did much more infrequently than Rodgers has throughout his career. Uh, he was throwing teammates under the bus publicly. Uh, he just was—he just wasn't himself. And I, I really thought that that was an instance where, you know, based on some of the things that Aaron Rodgers had been saying, it was right after he'd—it was two weeks after he'd said the stuff on McAfee about mental errors and everything else. Um, I just, I just thought that I could see him trending in that direction. And if the season got even worse, that it would get even worse. And, and I thought, I don't know what you and if, what you thought as you were watching the game, but like the, the, the primal scream that he unleashed, like, did you and Kyle both see that? Like they caught, they showed him on the sideline really mad after the ball that went off of a helmet. They showed him trying to hang up phone and slamming it down angrily but late in the game uh there was a a throw to samari toure and he let out this primal scream where his like body was convulsing and i thought as many times as i've seen him angry i don't think i've ever seen anything quite like that and that's what makes me wonder uh if this continues just how much worse he will get at handling it so i don't know when i watch that and I told Kyle, I think the optics are a little different because I think the camera's on him more than, you know, no doubt. pretty much anyone, right? And if he didn't feel that way, you know, having the game he had, like we've never, I mean, I know the stats show maybe he had another game with two red zone interceptions, but I don't know. I, I've never seen that happen. And given how bad they needed that win and how much his mistakes were critical in that loss, like, 
I don't know. I, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I, I, I feel like I would have done that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, again, I, I know you're a, a very competitive personality, too. I don't know, like, if you're losing at tennis or any of the other things you play, basketball. I, I don't know if you would scream in the way that he did, I guess. Uh, it's just, I just thought it. And I don't have a problem with him doing it. It wasn't directed yeah, at him. Yeah, you're saying right? it's out of character that you've never seen it, that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, that's and, what I'm saying. And I don't know. To me, it felt like, again, like, let it out, right? Like, what? it's not hurting anyone, especially if he's not, sure. you know, if he's not, you know, doing it to anyone else. And by the time they get the ball back, he's telling them that they're about to, you know, go, you know, for a touchdown and win this game still, like, you know, Tom Brady ended up doing against the Rams, right? So. I don't know. I, yeah. I none of that scared me. The the biggest thing that scared me at the end of the day was what I mentioned that Aaron Rodgers was the leading rusher on the Packers last week. That I mean that's yeah, that that's that, that was more than the Rodgers interceptions because I think that's such a fluke. The fact that Aaron Rodgers was the leading rusher was the thing that was the bit, most concerning thing to me of that loss to the Lions. Yeah, it was, uh, and obviously Aaron Jones gets hurt doesn't play uh, even though he wanted to in the third and fourth quarters. He explained that to us during the week about how they couldn't get a clear x-ray. So apparently they need to replace the machines uh, at Ford field, but they would not let him back out because he had a screw in that ankle. Um, And so he was very, they were very concerned about letting him back on the field. I'm not sure Rogers is still their leading rusher. Uh, if Aaron Jones is on the field, but what it says, I mean, become, but right. Jason still, right? Like if right. AJ Dillon then the should thing. run no, for no, 80 yards, right? No, here's the thing. And this is, this is the indictment. Aaron Rodgers said after the game or Matt LaFleur said after the game that the lions were daring them to throw, daring them to throw. Like when on earth have you ever heard any, Packers opponent being described defensively as daring them to throw. It used to be the exact opposite. They were daring them to run because they would have all, you know, they'd have two safeties back. They're not going to let Devontae Adams beat them or MVS get behind them defensively. I thought that that said everything you needed to know about where the Packers offense currently stands, that the Detroit Lions were daring them to throw the football against them. And that's one of the reasons why Rodgers was the leading rusher, but it says far more about the fact that their passing game right now with the guys that he has to throw to, because I still don't believe that he has just fallen off the table, is so inept that opponents would dare them to throw. When we continue, we will find out Jason's conversations with Aaron or not with Aaron this week, and we will talk about this matchup against Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys as Sunday Karma continues with Jason Wildey. It's ESPN Wisconsin. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com.
Christian Eriksen puts in the ball into the net and Manchester United out to a 1-0 lead. The final game before Christmas as we'll be taking a two-fortnight break leading into the World Cup in, in Qatar. It's Man U 1, Fulham 0 as the Palermo's football show continues. Proper football, of course. That's what we speak about here on ESPN Wisconsin. Jason, we continue talking about uh, American football as well as the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers in Germany get a touchdown pass to Godwin. They're up 21-3. to uh, On to the other uh, veteran quarterback we like to talk about. So what's the deal you and Aaron? Did you talk this week? Uh, we actually did for quite a while. After, oh, uh, Kyle, they're after, back. The bromance is uh, back. Oh, no, I don't know. Not, I don't know if I'd go quite that far, but we, uh, we had a very good conversation. He, um, I mean, Aaron's I really to willing to try anything, Jason. I mean, five yeah, losses. That's what, that's literally what, <laughs> what I said to him. Um, he, he, uh, let me just say this, uh, our relationship from, before the radio show to during the radio show, especially. And then after I, I think he, uh, and this is not meant to sound like I'm patting myself on the back. I think it's more just that I'm one of the few people that work in the building that don't work for the team, that he can talk about things that I understand the people involved and the frustrations involved. And I think that's been know something that our relationship has been about for a long time and so i think he feels like he can vent some frustrations and that i'm someone who actually understands why he feels the way he feels and the things that aren't working that he's frustrated by and so we had a very good surprisingly lengthy conversation like almost 20 minutes so i i i hope that it was uh therapeutic for him to get some things off his chest and i hope uh that coming up next he'll uh, be able to move forward by playing really well and getting on the same page with these Sammy Watkins and the young guys who seem to be um, never on the same page with him. So you would think that playing Mike McCarthy would mean more, but I can't imagine that even matters, right? When you've lost five in a row and your season's on the balance. Like, I mean, this is just about winning a game at this point, right? It doesn't matter that it's Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I th- it, it definitely is different than when Mike Holmgren came back and, and Tausch and I had him on the show this week and, and it was great. I mean, he's, he just is, he's so good to talk to and is so insightful when it comes to stuff like this. But even as he pointed out, like, you know, he'd been, he'd left the previous season. Like it was, he was 10 months removed from being the Packers coach and what he meant for Brett and where Brett was at in his career at that time and how badly Brett played that night. He turned the ball over Six times, Oof. four picks, two fumbles. I mean, he just was completely out of sorts. Well, they, they just yeah. And Jason, well, I, mean, I think Holmgren said it to you, right? Also, that you know, Holmgren had left on his own, right? Holmgren, uh, McCarthy right. got fired. So how you know how mad could people right. be at McCarthy, right? Right. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Mike is received. I don't anticipate it affecting Rogers' performance the way it affected Brett's. But I don't think we can be naive enough to think that it's not important to him uh, to play well against McCarthy. And I think on the flip side, for as motivated as Holmgren might have been for that game in 99, I got to think Mike McCarthy is 
after the way things ended, you know, he used the phrase that the way his exit left a dent in their family. Um, when you say phrases like that, I think it makes it pretty clear um, how much it bothered you the way it ended, regardless of, of how many great memories you have. Eight minutes, 20 seconds to go, fourth quarter. It's a Geno Smith to Tyler Lockett touchdown. Two-point conversion pending. Buccaneers 21, Seahawks 9. Seahawks trying to stay in this one. Geno Smith's first touchdown pass of the day. Tyler Lockett had a slow day going until that touchdown, for those of you who have him starting in fantasy. So, Jason, you mentioned Aaron Jones earlier. Any limits on him today based on last week's injury? No, it doesn't sound like it. They they even removed him completely from the injury report, so they feel really good about kind of how he bounced back. Again, they were just worried that there was there's a screw that was inserted when he was in college into the ankle that was bothering him, and so even though he was begging to go back into the game, the doctor said with that screw in there we can't we don't want to risk it, and so uh, he could have played. He wished he played, and he feels really good about playing today. Yeah, so and then when you look at all the other injuries that were seemingly piling up last week, uh, you know, what are the other big ones, uh, both positive in terms of guys back and negative in terms of uh, people who either will be affected or won't play today? Yeah, so they, they yesterday they put Eric Stokes on injured reserve. He's going to need surgery on his ankle, um, and that obviously is most likely season-ending. We don't know what the nature of the surgery is going to be. But I mean, I know he starts and plays. Is that is is you know is him yeah. versus the replacement player that different there? Uh, no, frankly, uh, not the way he has played this season, and the fact that it gets uh, Razul Douglas outside, which is where he has been so much better, and he has struggled throughout this season playing inside uh, in the slot. So I don't think that that is. I, I don't think it's ever good to lose a first-round pick who is a starter for you, but this is much like they were able to do pretty darn well without Jair Alexander last year. I think they're in a decent position to absorb that. The problem is, comparatively, they also lose another first-round pick for the season in the ACL tear that Rashawn Gary suffered, and that is a colossal loss. They are not deep at that position behind him. They got some young, unproven guys. They like Kingsley Enigbare, but he is he is a rookie fifth-round pick, and now he's going to be asked to play a much larger role than they were anticipating. Uh, Elton Jenkins is off the injury report, so he should be fine to play today. David Bakhtiari, you just never know with him. They're hoping that since they have no more games on turf, you saw him kind of going uh, off on Twitter yesterday about turf. Uh, they feel like there's a chance that they won't have any more setbacks or disappointments or him pulling himself out of games because his knee is bothering him. But I think we know at this point that that's not something that any of us are counting on with him. And then, so Jason, what about Devondre Campbell and how long that is and how big uh, an impact that actually is? I know sometimes we think like linebackers don't matter that much. Yeah, he, I mean, I, I thought the, the problem with his injury was that he was kind of he was kind of finding his footing. He, he obviously was terrific last year. He had not been that good this season. He had missed a lot of tackles. He made that play against Washington, the pick six, um, and he thought, okay, his arrow is pointing kind of back up. I think the coaches felt that way. 
and then obviously suffers the injury in Buffalo, misses last week's game, and is out today. Uh, there sounded like there was some hope early in the week that he was going to play this week. That was not the case. So maybe he, and I, and I would be surprised if they're able to turn around and have him play on Thursday again. So I, I'm guessing that they will sit him not just today when he's been ruled out, but Thursday as well. And then you got a little extra time before you have to play uh, in Philly. So Jason, it sounds like you believe with that person you talked to that four and seven <laughs> after Thursday is season's not over at four and seven. Are they more likely to get to four and seven with a win today or a win on Thursday? Well, I picked them to win today. Uh, because I still don't believe they're as bad as they have appeared during this stretch, but they're certainly not good. But I, I have taken a lot of grief and being told that I'm being unrealistic. But I, I look at last week, I understand this is a vastly better defense than the one they faced last week. But Aaron Rodgers did some things out of character and throwing two interceptions in the red zone. And remember the third one he threw from the 22-yard line, so it was almost three in the red zone. Um, that's just no matter how frustrated and how unfamiliar he is with guys making mistakes and not running routes correctly, you can't win with your great quarterback doing that. I don't anticipate a rerun of that, so I, I, that gives them a chance. I think they win a close game, um, and they get to four and six, and they put themselves in a position maybe to turn the season around. But by the time I'm talking on Green Bay game day post game, I could be admitting that once again I was wrong. Kyle, you feeling that now? I know you uh, you you said you've been burned too many times with this team this year. You feeling Jason's optimism a little bit there? No. <laughs> Gosh, we had called him Kyle Denial for years. No matter what, he would always be positive about the Wisconsin teams. He still is wearing his Packers sweatshirt today, but maybe it's that drive back from Iowa that that eight hour round trip drive to Iowa that has him uh, feeling uh, a little down in the dumps. Well, Jason Wilde, uh, you can catch him out, as he said, Green Bay game day after the game. Wilde and Tausch, 9 to noon, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Jason J. Wilde. Um, and Jason, you uh, are you paid for the $8 for the check mark, or you didn't? Uh, I have not given Elon Musk any money. I think if you already have a check mark, you don't have to buy one. Uh, but if not, I think I'll be letting my check mark lapse. I'm not paying eight bucks a month to have that next to my name. Really? Really? I actually yeah. knew you'd say that. I wouldn't, I'd have been shocked if you had said you'd pay eight <laughs> bucks for a check mark. All right. There he is. Jason Wilde brought to us by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. Very, very interested to see how today goes and what Jason has to say after the game. Thanks so much, Jason. All right, Craig. Take care. Be good. There he is, Jason Wilde. We have our 7 at 11 next. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.